Support for PSG Talk is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available for all of your grooming needs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PSGTALK, all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Make sure to use the promo code PSGTALK. And now, let's get into the show. Hello, this is Matt. Kose. Mark. Guillaume. James. Mel. Zach. This is David. This is PSG Talking. Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to the latest installment of PSG Talking. We're recording this podcast on Sunday, February 7th. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing the big game. That's right, PSG versus Marseille, the 100th installment of Le Classique. Joining me today, we've got Kose, we've got Matt, we've got Guillaume. Guys, how is everyone doing? <laughs> well, I'll just say that, you know, good day. Um... I have a lot, a lot to say about the match today and what it, what it talks and tells us about our future. But, you know, I'm excited, buzzing with the win, and there was many takeaways for today. Absolutely, Matt. How was everything over there in the UK? Any, any major news that we yeah. need to be? Uh, how's our boy uh, Tuchel doing? We were talking a little bit about this. Give yeah. us an update on Tuchel, real quick. Yeah, Tommy Tuchel. He's been, uh, he's been doing good, good job so far. He's uh, been, been putting his stamp on Chelsea, uh, and I think they're starting to see the. Uh, the reap the rewards of it already. Although I think he did, uh, he he made a few people laugh in the first game when they drew nil nil, and he said he was talking about how many great passes they had and stuff. And he was like, I think the sports would have enjoyed that. And it's like, well, it was still nil nil though, wasn't it? Like people tend to prefer to win, but yeah, he's doing a good job. He's uh, he's going down well so far. Wonderful. And uh, Guillaume, we're going to start with you on this first question because you've actually been a PSG fan long enough to remember when PSG Marseille was like a real rivalry where you never knew which team was going to win. And so I want to get your overall thoughts on that 2-0 win over Marseille. You had goals from Mbappe and Icardi, who scored with like his back. I still don't know how that one went in. Um, But as nice as the win was, it should have been a lot more. You had some penalties that weren't called and some missed opportunities. So Overall, what were your impressions of the win? If you want to dive into a little bit about what you saw from Pochettino, um, go for it. Well, there's a PSG without Verratti. And there's a PSG with Verratti. There's a PSG without Marquinhos. And there's a PSG with Marquinhos. And then there's a PSG with Verratti and Marquinhos. Where everything's a little easier. And in that PSG... And Pochettino is still trying to play Verratti higher on the pitch. He hasn't given up because behind him, there's Paredes. And guys, uh, he's good. He's good. Look at his look at his passes. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Woof. And uh, to whom? So, and there was no Neymar today. Um, so he's, he's, he's trying to see how to make that midfield work against really good opponents. So today was, a well, not the test he wanted because Marseille was mediocre. I was a bit worried because there's so many shenanigans going on in Marseille right now. 
with the fan, with the club, with the, I mean, pfft. the only guy who could do something there was Bernard Tapie, and he did in his uh, beautifully <laughs> corrupt ways. He knew exactly <laughs> how to do it, exactly how to do it. And uh, yeah, they, they just, they're a mess of a club. It's too bad. Did I read that PSG had to like get to the stadium in an unmarked bus because they were worried that something would happen to them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get the the test we wanted, but it doesn't matter. Serious game. Uh, it could have been more, but everybody's thinking about the Barca game. I mean, that's it. It's starting now. You know. And uh, some a lot of good news. Terrified by the the Verity injury at the end, but. Mm. It should be okay. A lot of ice and a couple of days not training and should be good. Yeah. Uh, that nobody got injured. Well, Di Maria, we don't know about. It looked like oh, maybe a muscle sorry, injury. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Di Maria did. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about uh, some people that we know well uh, are questioning if we should extend Di Maria. I don't know if you saw <laughs> the passes, the crosses. He did against Nîmes. I mean that 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 pass to Sarabia. Well, the, Sarabia's run first. Who smells it? He knows. He knows uh, Di Maria is going to do that. And you see that trajectory with his left foot, like hot, like on his head, exactly, exactly where it should be. And Sarabia goes boom, and it, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable left, unbelievable left foot, unbelievable. I, if his if his injury is long term, I think I put this in our chat or something with Di Maria. Does put in question whether or not Leonardo wants to give him a contract extension. You know his current deal is up at the end of the season. He's not a, a spring chicken anymore. So if it's a, a muscle injury, do you extend him or do you let him go? Kind of like Tiago Silva and uh, Cavani. No, 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 no. You let him heal. Let him heal. And he come and he comes from the bench. Di Maria coming from the bench at the you know 68th minute. That's an expensive bench player. It's Paris Saint Germain. <laughs> it should be an expensive bench. But, you know they should the bench should be full of expensive players. And uh, fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you take from the game? Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed it because we beat them, and that's always always good. Uh, I think it just. First, it highlighted, I think like Guillaume was saying, as you know, we're different with, with Verratti and Marquinhos. So I think it also highlights how much we need. It's an obvious thing to say with how much we need Neymar, but also uh, not just because we can get him in the number 10 role, but also because you can potentially move Verratti back into the deeper line midfield role. And I think you saw when we tried to play out a few times today, it was very, very ropey. Uh and um, I'm not. I don't really trust Gay in that. I quite like Gay, but I don't trust him in that sort of role at all. Um, it's not his game to receive the ball with his back to goal and facing his own goal and you know wiggle out or play a nice pass. So I think we need to get up. We just we're very reliant on having that spine of our team, and that includes Navas as well because I think Rico looked. He was part of that sort of. Uh, Oh, Guillaume's cat's coming on the podcast. This is exciting. I think this might be a so, first. So sorry to not sure had it. No, absolutely not. No, I would have I'll shut the door. Otherwise, I could get mine in. We could have some cat-to-cat <laughs> chat going on. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that Rico worries me. So I think 
we can't play the way we obviously want to play with that lineup that we had out tonight because against a better team we'll be punished. And I think it was a good result and really we should have won by a few more. We should have had at least one penalty, probably two. Two. And we, obviously we had two one-on-ones where that both should have been goals. So it should have been a very comfortable win, but at the same time it wasn't really a performance that matched that scoreline. And I think it said to me that we really need all our best players back for Barcelona, otherwise we're going to potentially get into difficulty. Uh, so, yeah, so I did enjoy the game and I thought we were worthy and comfortable winners, but it also highlighted that there's a bit of work to do, particularly if we're not at full strength. Absolutely. And Kose, um, talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing from Pochettino. If the team's changing at all, do you like what you're seeing? Does it give you confidence heading into the Barcelona game on the later this month? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I thought actually today was kind of an interesting approach that he took to the game, and it took me a little while to try to a little while to try to figure out if the reason why he wasn't keeping as much possession <clears throat> because I saw that once he came in, he demanded a lot of you know intense, quick passing and hold on to the ball, and we would finish these league on games with 80 percent possession. Um, and I thought he might want to try something like that tonight so it took me a while to to realize all right is it us that we're we're not keeping the ball or is it that they're pushing us too hard and we're not going to be able to keep the ball which is um i do saw a little bit about what matthew talked about um and i feel like we never really as a team have been an amazing team coming out of pressure um and i think that's just down to the fact that not a lot of team presses us <laughs> so we just don't have that um you know that that instinct uh, just cut out as well without Verratti it's even more hindered and with Ghana it's even more hindered as well so um we know that his limitation is there um I think that's part of the reason why Marseille were able to hold on to the ball a little longer and because we weren't as possession intensive um as we've usually been and I think that it made for an interesting game because it exposed Marseille probably a little bit more than they would have wanted to be exposed. Um, and you could see things like Mbappe's goal where he just really took advantage of that space and run for it and, and you know, made it count, which was absolutely incredible. So, you know, two out of three wins in the whole year uh, for for against uh, our eternal rivals. Um, the 10-year the count is back on. We'll see how how far <laughs> we, make it, we make it this time. Um, but pretty comfortable win. I, I, I love the goals. Both of the goals were fantastic goals. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I know we're going to talk more about this later, but it's interesting to be an incredible match where we're going to see in the Champions League pretty soon. Yeah, we might save that preview maybe for next weekend's uh, podcast, but um, we can touch on it a little bit here. I do want to talk about that first goal from Mbappe. I think he was clocked in at 22 miles per hour, which is incredible. Um, The pass came from Di Maria, who kind of played him in the space, um, and immediately after, Di Maria had to be subbed off. We've already mentioned that. So... Assuming that Di Maria can't go against Barcelona, how big of a loss is that, uh, Guillaume? We can start with you. How big of a loss if Di Maria can't play against Barcelona? I should say. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to know. It's a it's a big loss. It's a big loss as a starter or on the bench. Is when he comes in, it's not good news for the for the opponent. When he starts, it's not good news. Um, so, but Icardi is there, so now we can have a 4-3-3 with probably Mbappé and Neymar on the wings and Icardi up front. 
You wouldn't play so, Keen over Icardi? No. Okay. No, on uh, coming coming from the bench, Keen, yes, of course. No, no, you start with look at Icardi. You don't score. Yeah, it's a lucky goal, but there's more than luck. This is way more than luck. He knows his positioning in a fraction of a second. He knows where his body is, where the goal is, and and you know, and it's an incredible header. That's a sign of confidence. That's a sign that he's back 100. percent And uh, he does things that nobody else does. He's a killer. So <clears throat> may not be catastrophic um, if Di Maria can't uh, start, especially that we you know we're going to play in Barca first. So in a more you know if you want to cut the team. Seven defenders, three three uh, attacking players. Um, I think the, the the Di Maria absence is not super crucial for the first game. It would, it might be for the second if it's if it's a long longer term injury. Uh, no other worries midfield. I mean, gay. <laughs> I mean, today look every time we see an action and it's passing in midfield and it comes to gay. And he's, you know, facing the pitch, and everybody's in position, and you know it's a waste of time. He's not only today. No, 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 no. It's 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 like, what what's hap- what's happening to him? So um, hopefully Rafinha is going to be back because then, you know, I mean, he, he, and also physically he's not there, so he doesn't have that pressing that he's great at. He's great at. So how do you play Paredes and Verratti in a 4-3-3 when your third midfielder sucks? He's, he's not mobile enough. He's not. So Danilo also looks like, oh, my God. Like, he's got to move his whole body. Physically, he's not there. Um, something's going on with him. Very disappointing so far, which is too bad because when he's uh, at 100% physically and he moves, oh, what a player. Uh, but a lot of good news. Um, some bad news for Forenzi defensively was, oh, but Kurzawa, Kurzawa had a great game defensively. I haven't seen him decisive like this in a long time. He was really there, and and you know there's competition um, at that at that position. Bernard is uh, he's like hi guys I can walk look I can run uh, he's not he's not on the rooster for the Champions League um, but that can be changed I think I don't know if he'll be ready I, I don't trust him we we can certainly cover for Di Maria's injury a lot better than we can if Verratti is going to miss that game but you know Matt talk to me about Di Maria's absence would you go Cardi over Keane would you maybe put Neymar and Mbappe up front and I don't know. What kind of formation are you looking at? Are you worried about Di Maria potentially not playing? Um, I think that Di, I think it's definitely a loss. I know not everyone on this podcast is Di Maria's biggest fan, but um, uh, we. <laughs> I think he's such an. He's just quite an unusual player, and I just think that to not have that option, you saw with Sarabia today, it's just not the same having him as your sort of. Even if it's to come off the bench, he's not going to have the impact which Di Maria can potentially. So it is a loss, but. At the same time, I agree with um, I agree with Guillaume that I think particularly to go away, we could potentially do with a more combative midfield. And I actually think Rafinha could really make the difference in this team 
with the other two just because what we've seen from him so far is the great energy that he gives us that sort of box-to-box ability the, the stuff we thought we were going to get from from gay when he first joined and i think i've been pleasantly surprised by rafinha in the in the same way that i've been sort of a little bit disappointed by uh by danilo so i think that it could potentially work out okay for us but I would. I quite like Di Maria, and I think that it's definitely sort of hinders our sort of attacking variation if he's not if he's not available. Um, so I think in terms of the striker, I think Icardi's probably got that place nailed down now, hasn't he? Um, I mean, I've I watched that goal. I was just watching it because it's such an unusual goal. I love it, you know, because like you guys, I'm sure watch a lot of football, and you, you know, you think you it's very rare to see a goal which you haven't really seen before. And just just to I think. It was he was lucky that it went in, but I think that is what he was trying to do. But it didn't just bounce off his back; like he was trying to sort of help it on with the back of his head, wasn't yeah. he? Which yeah. is just a just an incredible thing to do in that situation to have the sort of presence of mind to do that. So, uh, yeah, a really cool goal, definitely, um, definitely yeah, yeah. one of in the, the strangest ones I've seen. Cavani esque. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking about that too. Cavani has <laughs> yeah. got some the little remember the one headers. against Celtic, the yeah. one against Celtic. Oh, he's almost off the goal completely. Yeah. 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 And the ball, the ball goes down. Like, <laughs> yeah. I almost thought it was a little bit like Zlatan. He would always do something where it's like unique, but he was definitely yeah. trying to do that. It was kind of in that yeah. same vein. Yeah, the sort of Zlatan sort of all the sort of pigeon leg type goals where he's like just standing there holding his fender off and his leg like goes up at a weird angle. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love Icardi. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I think um, a 4 3 3. Uh, potentially, we hope, fingers crossed for Verratti, that that's not too bad and that he hasn't broken a rib or anything. But, what about um, Ander Herrera? I mean, would you put him or Rafinha you would um, prefer? I, I mean, in an, I, I don't know what the, the fitness levels are, but yeah. ideally I would prefer Rafinha, I think. But okay. Ander Herrera, you know, he... All that, the, it's the problem. We've discussed the midfield situation before. A lot of these players in my head are much of a muchness. Like, they're okay, but they're not great. You don't know for sure that you're going to get a top-level performance out of them. I think that Rafinha's got the edge, but I, if it's Herrera, I'd probably be fine. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> it would be nice so, yeah. to see Icardi get in there, because wasn't it against Dort, uh, yeah, Dortmund last season? Like, Icardi didn't play at all, or he played very little, and down the stretch in that Champions League run, it was yes. like, where is... Icardi, no one knew yeah, where he was. That, so it would be nice to see him in a big Champions League tie against Barcelona for yeah, us, you know. And it feels like he's coming back. It feels like he's coming into form as well. And we're getting the sort of, we're getting what we thought we'd get from Icardi. Whereas, you know, like you say, Ed, in that sort of time, he was, he, he seemed to have gone off the boil. And we were sort of thinking, oh, do we even need this guy sort of thing? But um, yeah, hopefully he can he can make the difference in these uh, these upcoming big big matches. If I may, yeah, okay. top players, um, so Navas, He's a god. So he's, he's, he gets injured a bit, but he's back and he's He'll like back, Navas. Yeah. So we can assume, and I don't want to jinx it, Navas back to top, Marquinhos back to top, Kimpembe had an excellent game and physically yeah. back. Yeah, Marquinhos, Marquinhos and Kimpembe. You know Kimpembe is back when he does these tackles, his blocks. Wow. And so, you know, he's, he's a world champion. He's got experience. He knows... He's a great professional. He's there. Verratti. Paredes. Uh, Icardi. Neymar. And. And Kylian Mbappe. 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 The goal he scored against Nîmes. And he had that little like. 
you know, little smirk like, yeah, yeah, it's coming back. He's, he like. has two goals in two straight games. I mean, he's starting to turn uh, it around. So he scored that goal against Nîmes, which is pure touch, you know, Thierry Henry-esque. Up, boom. Um, which is a beautiful goal and, and shows confidence. And then he, he sprints at 36 kilometers an hour, which, you know, that's the 100 meters in 10 seconds. Uh, with the ball, with the ball. Is that fast? On, on, on grass with soccer shoes and cleats. So give him, give him a 100 meter run uh, on the track with the proper shoes. He's going to go faster. Anyway. Um, the Olympics then, are this summer, aren't they? Maybe France well, can use them or next summer. Who cares? <laughs> but um, he's back. He's back mentally. He's back physically. So it's looking good, uh, but uh, Barca. I don't want to jump ahead, but oh, come from behind uh, win Dembele. for them today against Betis. Dembele right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yo 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 yo. The shots he does on target. Holy mother of God, they're hot. Uh, they they defensively still struggling, but up front it's gonna be. We gotta. You know, we got to be, we got to have the best team possible. With And yes, a lot of things can still happen, but it's, it's right now. I'm more optimistic today than I was a week ago oh. after the Lorient game. Sure. All right. Y'all, that's good. We need you optimistic. Um, but I agree that defense needs to, if you had to pick out one thing in this match against Marseille, it was like a pain point. It was definitely the defense. I mean, Kimpembe made a few good tackles here and there, but they Need to Kurzawa. Button. Yeah, Kurzawa. They need to button that up a lot more, though. I am. Yeah. Messi came on and scored like in two minutes. I mean, it's yeah. they're gonna be coming for us. Kurzawa did a fantastic job on Tovan, mm-hmm. in his on his flank. Uh, he had a few like when the central defense was beaten, he was there doing the right thing. Um, offensively, it was interesting. He had a couple of good crosses in the air. He was there on duels. He was there tactically. He was there. We know he's not, you know, he can't, he just can't stay. Yeah, but good timing. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Good timing. Also, also, they've put this video out of him doing a mental dance in the dressing room. I don't know if you guys have seen this after the match, him and Paredes. Uh, Kazawa. Oh, Kazawa? Yeah, he's doing it. He's, he's getting his groove on. Not, not, he's doing a bit of singing. Uh, Paredes joins him. So I'll check that out. I mean, that's good. He's that's bringing good. the, uh, that's good. yeah. He's, he's bringing it all together. He's bringing the banter and also the good performance on the pitch. Abs- whereas abs- usually it's, it's usually abs- just the former. And uh, yeah, so many times, on the pitch. So, yeah. so many times I've said it. When he was at Monaco, mm-hmm. he had one season. He was unbelievable, like Jordi Alba level, like unbelievable, like loose, fast, strong, smart. Oh my God, uh, unbelievable! And that's why he joined. PSG, they were like, okay, come over. And but hey, better better late than better later than never. And let's not forget before he signed the extension with PSG, I mean Arsenal, even Barcelona. I mean big clubs were looking at maybe bringing in Kurzawa. So um but let's uh let's go over to Kose real quick. Let's just talk about uh Di Maria, who I know you love. Uh, if he can't make it, how do you think the squad shuffles around? You think that's a big loss? Talk about variety. Anything you want to add to the conversation there? 
So I think that um, if Verratti can play, then that's just forfeit because there's no way we're going to win that game. Just if, forfeit. Yeah. If the Maria can play, then advantage is this the, PSG. Is this the latest like part of your director of football plan? You're just like going there, <laughs> like we're not playing, Verratti's not there, we're not playing. You can't lose yeah, if you don't ball. play. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, and then, well, if De Maria can play, then advantage PSG. Um, I think that um, if De Maria is fit, Pochettino is going to be insane enough to start him along Icardi, Mbappe, and Neymar. And I think that is a horrendous mistake because you cannot go to Camp Nou and try to play with a two-man midfield, especially if that two-man midfield is Berratti and Paredes. Um, because these... The, the the flow and the attacking chemistry that Coman's team have discovered in the last two months is doesn't make them invincible by any means, but is something that a two-man midfield would not be able to, to handle. Um, and I would also feel very skeptical with a three-man midfield that includes uh, Rafinha, Berratti, and uh, Paredes. I still think that that's way too leaky. Um, I thought that maybe Pochettino was trying to make us play a little bit more conservatively today um, so that we would have some sort of test or some sort of, you know, probe to see what, how we could handle under pressure, um, how we could handle, you know, our shape and our form when the other team has the ball and is trying to attack. Um, and like Matthew said, we saw a lot of cracks and we saw a lot of the things that we've always seen with PSG when we defend and how sometimes we're disorganized or we're not compact enough. And um, it's always been a weakness of us. And I think it's a weakness that no team in the world probably knows better how to exploit something like that than Barcelona. Um, so my personal suggestion and next step in my director of football um, journey is we need to line up with a big midfielder or at least someone who's very strongly defensive minder. I know there's a very strong anti-Danilo PSA campaign going around now. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind to see him in the starting lineup just because we need some size in that midfield. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Herrera because I know he's going to give 110%, even if that's not amazing in, a, in an attacking format. Um, keep Verratti and Paredes to keep our mobility. Go with, with Mbappe and Neymar and Icardi. Like, of course, you want to do hit on those counters um, and play conservatively, really. Don't try don't try and come out and and play from the back. Don't try and come out and, and uh, you know, cage them in their own box because it's not going to work. They're going to play in a space. They're going to beat us that way. We need to be conservative we're away play a little bit further behind and try to try to get them on those counters that would be my my suggestion rather than try to start the maria and go with the fantastic four the the director of football has spoken i i, I do want to say um loic tansy this uh has just come out uh, pochettino on Di maria says he's going to take exams he thinks it's not a big deal so that's promising if you're a Di maria fan you want to see him have the opportunity to play against barcelona at least it looks like he should be able to make it, but yeah, we'll see what those exams say. We've all have uh, seen Tuchel say, oh yeah, it's not a big deal, and then a player's out for like six months. Um, those <laughs> tests, you never know with that. So um, let's keep it moving. I want to switch gears slightly um, to a topic that we may not have too much to say, but a lot of PSG fans out there are really excited about it, and that is the the new fourth kit, the Jordan kit, the uh, cotton candy uh, purple and and pink jersey i wanted to read uh, the the product description so its design originates from the nebula in space 
where stars are born and ties into PSG's philosophy of creating stars for the ages. We could just open this up as a free-for-all. <laughs> it does. I'm looking at it from the PSG store. That's exactly, that's word for word. Um, what do we think? We could just open this up. Anyone have any hot takes on the new fourth kit? I, I won't be purchasing one. Those colors are too much for me. Um, in my opinion, the the Jordan kits have kind of gone downhill since they originally came out. I love the black and white ones, but this one's a, it's a bit too much. I'm not a fashionista, um, as, as that's a word that the product description used. So anyone want to comment on this? You know, you know, I know there's there's not a lot of hate going around this product right now in the internet, and I think it's completely underserved because I absolutely love it. And you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't. Do I think it's the best Jordan kit? Not at all. I agree with you. I don't even think it's the best one this season. Like the one with the yellow with the white shoulders is absolutely beautiful. Um, but I like, I think that this might be just me as a person, but I love when the club tries to do these. Like, I mean, the product description is pretty cringy. I'm not gonna lie but uh the, pretty the cringy is, yeah but the shirt i think it, it looks nice it's an interesting concept you know we want to we want to be different we want to be interesting and uh to see that on the pitch like i don't know i think it's very even futuristic so i agree i think I, this will I, look much better on like a footballer that's like in shape like if i wore this i feel like i would wear this at disney world so my wife could find me um you know, this you giant know, like purple man walking around i think that she can pick you know me up. on who it would look really, really, really well, really Phil. good. Marco Verratti's girlfriend. Oh, the kid would look really <laughs> yes. good on her. The Marco's girlfriend comes up a lot on this podcast these days. Um, I, for me, it reminded me when I was a kid in like the 1990s. We used to have these tie-dye T-shirts, like which you'd make at home in the bath, where you'd like tie your, you'd tie it up and and then put some dye on it, and it'd come out with a like a weird pattern on it, and they were very in fashion. It sort of when I saw that I was like, oh, this takes me back. It's a bit retro, but um, I, I, I quite, I, I don't hate it to be honest either. I don't yeah. think we should have. I mean, I've made my view on the Jordan kits before clear that I don't think we should have them, or rather, I don't think the players should be wearing them because I think it's tin pot to just have these kits which turn up for like one game and then you never see them again. Uh, it just makes us look like a bit of a. Bit of a sort of marketing project, really, but um, but it uh, is. the gear is yeah, I, well, I know, but it, they could try and hide it a little bit though, just like just like it costs 70 pounds, man. Like, uh, so I'd rather that the players were not wearing them because I think it it sort of it shows where that sports possibly sometimes not top of the priority list in the PSG hierarchy, but the actual range of gear itself, I, I quite like it as well. It wouldn't suit me at all, and I wouldn't buy it because. For similar reasons to you, Ed, but um, I can <laughs> I can see it being a big seller. And to be honest, it's not like the not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, it's kind of kind of quite like it too. I do like no, that no, it's no. not like a template. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Guillaume. Oh no, no, um, you know, Ed, you're in the US. Cause I don't know where you are. Are you are you in the US? I mean, you, we 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 know the American market really well, and you see how sportswear has become a cultural. Mm-hmm. thing and for decades uh, you know, baseball hats uh, name it and um, no football club has really tried that and it's working for for Paris so sometimes they're going to do some funky stuff because they need to keep the you know novelty oh a new kid and they sell and they sell and um, 
there's a huge market there. And when you see NBA stars wearing Jordan stuff with the PSG logo, uh, that's a lot of free ad um, for Jordan, for Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, it's it's a brand, it's, it's, it's a trend. So I personally don't, you know, I'm not going to buy that stuff and wear it. But uh, I appreciate what it, it's sports business. It's working. Um, people, a lot of people discovered Paris Saint-Germain through the Jordan uh, brands. And it's a huge market. And hallelujah, do, do it. I like that marketing approach better than OL Coiffure, which was an idea by uh, uh, Jean-Michel Olas to have some <coughs> haircut joints branded with the Olympic Lyonnais thing. Okay. <laughs> And then there was taxi, taxi, oil taxi. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, when your sink is clogged, you use the oil, uh, whatever it's called, to, and then it's like, what? When you, when you want a new tattoo, Memphis comes around and uh, eats uh, you he up. Does it. So yeah. <laughs> Two euros. Right. Yeah. No, so... You want to produce a new song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, Heze for this at the club. I think yeah. they... they, yeah. they, they no one exploded. does it like Benzema, though. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it can bring uh, it can bring more money and mm-hmm. and uh, also media exposure to the club. Yeah. So I it's just, pretty darn smart. I just priced so, it out. Sorry. If you wanted, no, if you wanted to, to get a, a Neymar in the new fourth uh, stadium shirt or whatever, it's going to set you back $120 US. So, yeah, you send a bu- sell a bunch of these. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That'll help offset those uh, COVID losses. And uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about this before we recorded, but um, Travis Kelsey is the star tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl today. Um, he was doing some kind of promo, and he had a, a Paris uh, PSG Jordan shirt on. And I see kids all the time wearing it. I was in the mall, and I see kids wearing it. I see it being sold. And But there's no tie-in to, like, the club. I mean, obviously it has the badge, but I'm not sure if doesn't people, matter. they associate it with the club. It's just, like, S- Jordan in Paris, you know? 70 bucks, yeah. 70 bucks, yeah. 70 bucks, that, 70 bucks, 70 I mean, bucks, 70 bucks. <laughs> and that... Thank you. I, I find I find stuff like that uh, just occasionally like stuff like that just blows my mind because like when I first like started supporting PSG like nobody would n- outside of Paris I'd never see anyone wearing a shirt and, like when I was on holiday last year during the Champions League there was like this random family in the restaurant next to me and one of the kids got like a Man United shirt on, and one's got a PSG shirt on it's like they've obviously got no like connection to Paris at all why like what but they do like a little bit, a little bit. Not it's not just... Paris Saint Germain, the team and the club, but then then something glamorous and yeah. fashionable about Paris. Yeah, exactly. And, Whereas... and sporty, which is new because the you know, yeah the French sports. So that there's a <laughs> yeah. there's a little it's bit just... little bit of a connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. No, and like normally you you would see Barcelona and Real Madrid shirts around the UK all the time on like random sort of kids or whoever, but uh psg to be in that sort of bracket now just sort of blows my mind a little bit thinking where we were sort of 15 years ago sort of thing well yes and no but as a older paris saint-germain fan i remember daniel echter who was a a designer and he designed and and he was you know running the club uh and investing in the club and the first kit was designed by him (laughs) and the fans were like wow it's gorgeous and and there was a celebration um, of yeah. that, of that kid, 
for the 50th anniversary of the club and, and everybody melted, my God. And on Reddit, people were like, this is a gorgeous kid. Yeah, that's the original Daniel Echter thing. And here comes the glamour. Here comes the little, like that, that came from there. And now they are like building on it and, and, and developing on it. And yes, um, Matt, you're British, so tradition, tradition, like it's too much sports business, maybe it's losing the pop, uh, yeah, but it's sports business now. Do you so think we'll see it against for, Barcelona? For me, for me, it's consistent. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I really, really hope not. <laughs> so it's, it's good. It's good. That's good. That was a, a longer conversation about that than I thought we would have. So that that's a plus. <laughs> um, let's get back into to the the football talk here as we get down to the last couple topics here. So it's not official, but Neymar's contract extension seems all but done. Um, we're just kind of waiting for that official announcement. Huge. Which yeah. So Huge. what is he? Twenty nine now, and he's gonna reportedly sign a four year extension. Um, so he's gonna be at PSG for the his prime of his career. And so what does that mean that PSG yep. can keep a player like that? Um, and sign him into an extension. No one thought that this would happen. People thought he would leave two seasons ago. I mean, how huge is this? Guillaume, you were kind of chiming in there, so go ahead and take it. I mean, how big is this for PSG? I don't know where to start. I mean, this is Neymar's team. So without Neymar, <clears throat> yeah, we have other good players, but it's Neymar, guys. And yeah, what the... What the you know, he's an emotional guy, and he wasn't getting the emotion in, in himself and from the fans, and that turned around, and he's happy here. And being happy is one thing, but his Neymar is worth, you know, it's, it's more than a small business. It's like a big, 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 big business. So he comes with business people and advisors, and they before they sign you for for your extension, they want guarantees from the club. So he got guarantees, guarantees that, you know, about his contract, but about the club's ambition and investment. And he signed. That's it. I mean, it's not official, but so Neymar done Mbappe now. Oh, Mbappe has been waiting. He's been waiting for what? Well, he's, you know, he's the hardest player on the planet. Everybody wants him. Nobody can afford him. Neymar sang again. And then there's still the Messi rumor. <laughs> Who? <gasps> Lionel Messi is a good player uh, who's been playing uh, for a while in Barcelona. And, you know, he may. Yeah. And Di Maria, you know. Di Maria's Twitter. been pushing for it. Like little pictures of Messi and him. <laughs> I wish. Um, it's So, Neymar saying, Mbappe must be like, hmm. okay, and now we have a bench, and now we have a structure, and now we have a culture, and now we are delivering on the pitch. Uh, yeah, we lost five goals, five games in League One. Woohoo. Okay. Um, so, the Barca game, is really important because I'm sure it's going to count in Mbappe's decision too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So if we if we can pass that hurdle, ooh. it's ooh. a big one. I guarantee you that's what he's waiting for. There's really no other reason why you would be waiting. 
other than to see what happens in the Champions League. Nobody can afford him. No, well, I, I think he knows that. Deals, it's not because you can't afford him that a, a, a deal cannot be constructed over years and blah, blah, blah. And he goes on loan the first year and blah, 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 you know. It's so nobody can afford him is not true. With the, the, the business consultants and CPAs at that level of business in, in sports business, they can find deals. So it's it's a bit... It's a bit worrying. I mean, if you know, losing Mbappe. Whew. But if we do, we'll lose him, but we won't lose everything neither. Because uh, even if it's a uh, you know special deal with a loan, there's going to be biblical amount of money coming into the the coffers. So it'd be a big loss. But then what you can get with that money? <laughs> yeah. Real fullbacks, for example, would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I want to ask you about one of your, your fellow countrymen who lives here now in the U.S., Craig Burley. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh. He's on a, a program yeah. here. Uh, you ESPN. say he's fellow countrymen, but he's actually Scottish. Isn't oh, he? well, so, I mean, um, to us Americans, to... it's all the same, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. U.S., Canada, England, Scotland. Yeah, it's all the I same. I get it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, he said something about, you know, to Guillaume's point that no one could really afford him and that Neymar should have taken less money to play elsewhere in a more difficult league. If you want to address that and then go into what it means for PSG signing, um, you know, being able to sign him to an extension. I mean, that's... I mean, it's a take, but I don't, not one that I personally agree with. I mean, what does he? What more difficult league? Who's gonna? I mean, he'll go back to the go back to La Liga, and I'll um I'll defer to Kose um whether he thinks that Neymar would uh get a harder time, you know, rolling over like the bottom teams in in La Liga than he would in in Ligue 1. But I don't think that's true, to be honest. And who else is gonna take him? Like, he's not gonna go to the Premier League realistically, is he? Like, I think we saw that interview this week where he was like, oh, I don't probably wouldn't go and play in England because I'll get kicked too much was basically what he said. And, you know, that's a, a fair comment. Uh, Even so, more than France, he gets kicked a good bit. I don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I don't I don't see that Neymar had many other options other than to stay with us, to be honest, which is great news for us. And um, I think great news for the uh, for Liga in general, uh, particularly at the moment with the whole uh, TV rights situation. I think if, um, if Neymar had gone somewhere else, I think that would have been a real problem basically for them trying to sell it around the world because then you're looking at Mbappe potentially leaving this summer or the following year to to Spain or wherever if Neymar's gone as well then it's it's suddenly a much less you know a much less appealing product isn't it? a less appealing product so I think it's really big news for us and I think it's really big news for French football in general and I'm delighted given his form of the last year that he's uh he's decided to stick around so uh, so yeah I, I, I don't Craig Burley, man. Um, I guess that's why he's on TV over there, and we never see him on like Match of the Day or what have you. Yeah. Maybe. Sorry, sorry, we've uh, sorry we've inflicted those kind of opinions on you guys. There's got to be a way in this country which is so good with sports journalism. I mean, you, you, the, the NBA on any channel, they have a. I mean, I can go on like really high, and then when it comes to football, to soccer, it's just. Anyone with a British accent. Matt, you could come here yeah. and be on ESPN. It's terrible. <laughs> Love that, yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They don't understand the culture. They don't... They, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And they're so happy with themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sucking ass. 
over and over and over and over again. Craig Craig Burley and was a, Craig, Craig Burley, Burley was a you, bad he was a bad footballer as well, guys. Like just, I remember him sir. in the 90s playing for Chelsea, like thundering around in midfield, like he didn't have any teeth at that point. He was like scored a goal every now and then, kicks some people. It's like he's got no business telling Neymar what he should be doing with his life. Like literally, like he's got no relevant experience to share. Like, so. I've been telling him to make less money, which I thought yeah, was kind of offensive. Yeah. Like, who are you to yeah. tell someone to make less money? Yeah, hundred percent. It's oh, it's bad. He needs to go. And then there's another couple of dudes. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we're talking about ESPN. They don't even have the rights for a- any of the footballs. Like you see steals in the background. That's all they can afford. And then they, they display those clowns, which are hurting, hurting the sport, hurting the fans. ESPN, you suck. And stop, just suck, a... stop sucking like this. <laughs> it's hard to reach that level of suckiness. I mean, there's like, I don't know, going to a college in an in, in in American city, there's going to be young guys there that know more about football, that understand it, that speak on the mic really well, say smart things, and they will be a fraction of the salary of this clown and his... his Oh my God, I'm Matt! Sorry. I'll send you the link. I'm sure it's and on YouTube. Years, you can watch and it. Years, and it's the same bozos. They're so bad. They're so <laughs> pathetic. Jose, oh. you want to jump in here? What do you What do you think about if you want to comment on Craig Burley telling Neymar he should make less money to play in the Premier League and just overall about Neymar sticking around, which I think two years ago no one ever dreamed would ever happen. Well, you know what? My favorite thing was to be able to go through Twitter and see those compilations that they did from Sport or the IOS about every single cover that they did about like how Neymar was basically leaving the next week. It was like, final <laughs> attack for Neymar. Neymar on the spot. Neymar yeah. for Barcelona. Neymar yeah. not at PSG. Like, yeah. it, it was easily over 40, 50 covers of them every weekend for the past four years. Like, hey, he's going to leave. He's going to leave. He's going to leave. That's all but they then, got. You know, yeah, so exactly. they got they don't have the money for the images, so they get a bullshit and you know <laughs> playing the fours with like flashy stupid headlines and that generates you know viewers. So I know a bunch of people were especially people who don't really follow the club or don't know what's going on, um, were a lot were convinced that he was gonna be leave. So just being seeing him being so eager to sign the new contract, obviously he's my favorite player. Um, and he's also the best player in the world. So I think that it's really, really important for us to lock him down. Um, however, I will say that I am a little bit nervous because track record for Brazilians over 30 is not good. Um, but he is an elite What are you talking about? Hilton at Montpellier is like 75 years old. And he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only, him and Dani Alves are the only exceptions. Then everybody no. else after 30 end up crashing. Thiago uh, Silva, yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm talking about more mythical talisman attackers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, all of the big Brazilians that we've seen during the ages really started funneling off after 30. So, so what you're saying, you we, need, we need to get Neymar like a, a French passport so he can become a citizen and then he doesn't have to worry about getting older and <laughs> he'll still be good. Yeah, um, that's why Thiago Silva is still good, isn't he? A French citizen? He is. Right, he's basically <laughs> French, Guillaume. That's why. Um, but I still, I, anyway, I am ecstatic to have him with us oh, to keep him with us. He so needs fun. to stay for as long as he can. This is his team, and I want us to guide, to guide us for the next, 
I don't know, as many seasons as we can. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to stick to Mbappe and, you know, who knows, even dream and get Messi to replace Di Maria. And, uh, you know, <laughs> anything can happen, honestly, at this point. But I am super, super happy with the, with the, with the new contract. And it just shows everyone that PSG are a serious club and that once we set our minds into getting someone or keeping someone, you know, we don't need to sell. We don't need to start making deals. We don't need to call Nike for them to pay half of our, <laughs> uh, half of our um, player salaries. So we're a serious club and it doesn't matter how many covers you try to say that Neymar's trying to leave. He just showed you that he's going to extend his contract with us. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Mbappe follows suit or if he pushes for a move and we got to sell him. Even if it's below market value, I think that's still a lot of money where, like Ian was saying, we could maybe buy some real fullbacks. So it'll Imagine be interesting. Alaba, Alaba mm-hmm. in this team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think the the Super Bowl is about to kick off, so maybe we just go around real quick. Who do, who do we want to win? Does anyone want to chime in here? I don't. I don't even know who's playing. You've got the Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers, who are owned by uh, the Glazers, who own Manchester United, and then you've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, okay, with Patrick go Mahomes. Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. Go Chiefs, because the Glazers can go me <laughs> themselves, but you know, whatever. Matt, we talked about this before we recorded, but did you pick yeah. a, uh, who do you want to win? I don't. I mean, I'll go with with uh, Kansas as well because okay. yeah, for similar reasons to Guillaume, but really we've established before the show started that I'm now Dallas. Yeah. Who was it? Who am I a fan of now? Yeah. yeah, I think the Dallas Cowboys. They're they're kind of like Dallas Arsenal. Cowboys, that's yeah. It, yeah. Used to be yes, good. Right. Excellent. Yeah. So go Cowboys, but for today, go Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> All right. And then Jose, yeah. who do you got? That makes it three out of three because okay. um, Kansas are just a few hours away from my beloved St. Louis. So I prefer them to win than for them to take the Super Bowl all the way to Tampa. I'm going with uh, I'll, I'll be the outlier. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady must not be Brazilian because he's 44 whatever years old and he's in the Super Bowl. So his wife is. Oh, that's right. His wife is Brazilian. I wonder if she's a, yeah. a Neymar PSG fan. We we'll yeah. find that out. We'll report back on the next PSG talking podcast. <laughs> um, let's go around here. Kose, how can people find you on Twitter if they want to say hey and react to any of your hot takes? Yeah, please uh, interact uh, at, at Cosesinho. Um, I'm at PSG Tourist. I'm at Off The Door 1. Wonderful. All right. Well, up next, PSG host Khan on, uh, was that, Wednesday, February 10th in the French Cup? So it's a, it's be... a tough one. It's a tough one. It's yeah. Khan. Kong, 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 Kong. 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 Thing is, right? Yeah. 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 So there's Kong. Kong. with the festival Kong. on the French Kong. 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 So PSG yeah. versus the idiots in the French Cup on Wednesday, February 10th. <laughs> yeah. also... I'm sorry, French is a made-up language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a hot take to finish the podcast on. Uh, we yeah, went all show. That, that, that might be the uh, sure. that might be the podcast title. We went all show and we finally got it. Can, con, con. Yeah, that'd be a great title. Con. <laughs> I'll make sure not to say that around my wife. I will not say it's con. Bad, I think she bad, does know French. It's a bad, so. it's a bad word. The English translation will, will 
Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> after that match, we do have uh, PSG will host Nice as the warm-up to Barcelona. PSG Barcelona on February 16th, so that'll be exciting. Uh, make sure you visit the site, psgtalk.com. You can find me at psgtalk um, and say hello and follow us everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, subscribe. Um, oh, and real quick, I mentioned uh, Vitorino Hilton. 500 matches in League On for the Defender. I just saw that uh, tweeted out. So 500 matches. Historic. For the... <laughs> Shame. It's 44? I 43, think. I think. 43. Historic. I can't believe it. Incredible. And Team of the team of the season last season, yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible. We'll try to give a Hilton update every episode. We'll give some love to Montpellier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves him. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't know what Lons. That's what it, that's what it is, right? Lons. 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 And uh, Lons. 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 Lons and Mets are doing, but if not, if if not, <laughs> very very good. Yeah, there you go. Not, go down because of those two i'm not gonna forgive them <laughs> yeah no, like, no. what is Mets doing in seventh position or eighth position listen mess is a traditional like i was raised with uh, fc mess in 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 league one um great players came out of mess yeah. uh robert pires pires is from mess yeah, yeah. um wasn't obama young yeah nuts yeah wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, no, he wasn't. Saint Etienne was up on me. Oh, yeah, Saint Etienne. Yeah. Oh, it was Saint Etienne. So I mean, they're, they're like Metz, Saint Etienne, Nantes. They're like you know, they they're part of League One of the history. So it's Lens was too, and 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 got stuck in League Two for so long. I was sad. It's, a, it's one of the traditional clubs, and it's sad when they go down. And then Troyes, uh, Dijon, so Bastia. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I love the I love the Corsica yeah. clubs. Yeah. Their stadiums are no. nice. They have a nice view, but the man, they play no, some ugly no, football there. No. <laughs> they have two clubs in League Two. Yeah. It's yeah. getting worse. It's getting worse. And oh no no, they have one club in League Two and one in oh no 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 two in National. We have time. Oh thank God. They're both in National. <laughs> yeah yeah. They got retrograded because of money issues. So Bastia is in National. So it's gonna be a little. We think Neymar has it bad with Alvaro. Imagine if he had to go up against those teams. Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, that that was your League One update. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll uh, we'll dive into more of the league because, I mean, it's a competitive league. I mean, PSG are in third place right now. What a year. And Monaco is only three points behind. It's yeah, a yeah, Monaco. it's it's a competitive league for once. So we'll make sure to, to talk about maybe 20, the league in, in only sixteen games left, guys. Ooh, we haven't seen that. Leo look unbeatable. Leo look unbeatable. Unbeatable. Yeah. But things change. But right now they're on the flow. Even even Team Oya scores. So it's like whoa. Okay. <laughs> even. Uh, yeah. I'm looking. We play. PSG will play Lille at the park on April fourth. So that could be, who knows? That could be for the league right there. We'll have to see. Yeah, five out of the last five. They got five out of the last five. It should be like good. Monaco. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll we'll get out of here. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate us, comment, all that good stuff, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye.